So I'm here today with Taylor Whitehead. Taylor and I have known each other for years and years, and um, I'm really glad to have him on the podcast today. I wanted to have him on a podcast anyway in, sub- in a subsequent season, but you know, since the book is coming out and he is one of the authors of the book, I, you know, we get to kill two birds with one stone here. So just as, you know, I got to give my, my shameless plug to the HBCU experience movement. So this is uh, one of the interviews that I'm doing in conjunction, conjunction with the book that's coming out, the HBCU experience, HBCU band alumni edition. And this book is um, one in an anthology of books on HBCUs. And this one is all filled with us band folks talking about our memories, marching in our bands and how it's helped to make us who we are today. It will be available. Actually, you know what? By the time this airs, it will be on Amazon.com. So again, that's the HBCU Experience, HBCU Band Alumni Edition. So just a little bit about Taylor. I'm going to, you know, give a brief glimpse of his bio, but um, I'm, I'll let him do most of the talking about himself. But he was raised, born and raised in, in Farmville, Virginia. Um, he is a graduate of Virginia State University, where he participated in the, the Trojan Explosion Marching Band. Um, he graduated from Virginia State with a Bachelor of Science in Music Ed, and he also received his Master of Music education from Norfolk State University. So that, that's two HBCUs right there. Um, and so for quite a few years, he was the um, head director of Warren County High School's um, band. And, and they won, you know, nine national high-stepping drumline championships. Oh, wow. Seven class A national high-stepping championships, two national dance line championships, two national auxiliary championships, five class A state high-stepping band championships, as well as over 100, wow, 100 first place drumline trophies. That's incredible. I did not realize that. Um, so he's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. He's also a member of Kappa Kappa Psi, um, Tau Beta Sigma, Phi Mu Alpha. Wow, Tuba Phi Tuba, Mu Phi Sigma. Oh, wow. I did not realize you had all these Greek letters. Okay. And <laughs> Phi Delta Kappa. Um, right now, he is an assistant director at his alma mater's band. So that's great in his full circle. So Thank you for being here, Taylor. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Okay, so Taylor, you know, I read a little bit of um, of your bio, but if you could just, you know, kind of fill in the gaps a little bit and maybe, you know, talk about your your interest in, in HBCU band. Okay, so um, my parents both were, um, were uh, alumni of Virginia State University. Um, and my first experience ever seeing any band, to my knowledge, actually was about when I was about five years old, I saw Virginia State's band at a homecoming. And I could just remember the band marching into the stadium, the people looking and screaming and shouting. And like, you know, I could kind of, I remember asking questions like, who is that? What is that? And, you know, because as a small child, it just wasn't something I experienced before. So when my parents told me it was the band, at that point in time, the band was actually known as the Sounds of Distinction, but my mother probably referred to it as the Marching 110 because that was the name of the band when she was in school. But I, that moment of just seeing that band um, marching in the stadium, it stuck in my head and it did forever. And so when I finally years later got the opportunity to join band in middle school, I started playing tuba. 
1985, 86, started playing tuba. And then I went from there to joining my high school band um, where my junior and senior years, I served as drum major. Um, when I was getting ready to graduate from college, uh, I knew that I wanted to attend an HBCU. That wasn't a question. I had watched, uh, during that period of time, the uh, BET halftime shows were a pretty big thing. And I can remember watching the Jackson State shows, the Florida A&M shows, the Southern shows, the Grambling shows. And I wanted to be a part of that experience. My parents did not want me to go far away. Uh, you know, they really felt that I needed to be close to home and they wanted me to attend Virginia State. I fought it pretty much at all costs. Um, Howard was where I really wanted to go because I, I grew up in the country. I wanted to be in a major metropolitan city. So Howard was, you know, where I wanted to go. However, uh, the spring semester of my uh, senior year, my college band director, Harold Houghton, came to my house and personally recruited me to join the band. And while I kind of gave him a bunch of reasons why I didn't need to come to Virginia State, throughout the night, I realized that I was probably about to blow a huge opportunity. So I took that um, opportunity and I did choose um, to go to Virginia State University and it changed me for the rest of my life. Uh, just experiences when I got there and being a part of an HBCU band program and it, and it prepared me definitely for my experience as a high school band director and full circle to return as a college director as well. Okay, wow, that is great. That's great. So you answered um, quite a few of my questions. You know, I was going to ask you, you know, about HBCU being your first choice, but it sounds like that's, yeah, those were your choices. It never was a, it never was a question of anything else. A lot of my friends were um, going to the military. They were, many of them were going to PWIs, but I never had a question about I was going to go to an HBCU. I had to put on an uh, HBCU band uniform and high step and get that experience. My high school band was kind of more of a hybrid type program on the field. We were, you know, we didn't do glide step. We kind of more strided, walked um, in parades. We would high step and things of that nature. But I just had to get the HBCU experience. So that never was a question of mine. And that's one of the things as even as a college uh, assistant director now, when I'm recruiting, I tell a lot of students, particularly those coming from core programs, that they just have to experience this. It's just one of the greatest experiences ever. And, you know, those of us who do get the opportunity, we realize how powerful it is from the moment that we get there to band camp, especially when we put that uniform on the very first time and perform throughout the years, we really realize the, this, the, how powerful the moment is to be in an HBCU band program. Right. Okay. Well, you know what I thought was interesting in what you said was that you were in a hybrid, your high school did kind of like a hybrid style. So, you know, you always knew that you wanted to go to an HBCU. When did you know that you wanted to study music? Okay. So originally I was interested in mass communications. Uh, I was a, when I was in high school, I was actually DJing. And so I wanted to be on the radio and couldn't wait to you know, get on some big radio station or work for some record label. Actually, it once again was my college band director when I got to, my mother was an, an educator. She taught for many years and then was um, a high school guidance counselor. She was actually my high school guidance counselor. How did that so work? The, yeah, that worked out really good because when, in terms of deadlines and things of that nature, she made sure that I was prepared for what I need to be. But that was, you know, once again, 
uh, a lot of times students don't get people to encourage them to attend HBCU. So I kind of had, you know, doing the fact that my parents did go to Virginia State, the fact that my mother was my guidance counselor, as well as my high school band director was a Virginia State University graduate. So I kind of had, you know, a lot of reinforcement with it. So when I got to, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you need to be a band director because I was doing fairly well as a drum major in high school, but I, I didn't want to do that. My, my reasoning behind it was I didn't think the teachers made any money. And, and, you know, 35 years later, I could tell you teachers still are underpaid. Mm -hmm. However, um, when, when I got to Virginia State, it was Mr. Houghton who said to me, there was a, a day where all of the freshmen had to declare their majors. And I would say in mass communication, Mr. Harden came to me and said, I really think that you need to major in music education. His words were, um, I believe that one day you'll make a hell of a band director. And it was right after that conversation that I decided to walk over to the registrar's office and declare my major as music education. And the rest is pretty much history. Wow, wow. Okay, good, good. So let's talk about your experience marching in, in, in the Trojan Explosion. I mean, you know, maybe touch on like how your first camp was, or maybe even talking about like some notable, notable matchups that you faced while you were in school. Definitely. So when I got to Virginia State, I uh, joined in the freshman, I mean, my freshman year was 1991. At that point in time, the uh, CIAA looked much different than it did, does now in terms of Hampton was still there. Norfolk State was still there. North Carolina Central was still there. So those and and those were some of our um, you know most uh, fierce rivalries. Uh, Virginia State and, and Norfolk State share a lot of commonalities, particularly um, as it relates to the institution. But both of us being state schools and you know the same state, uh, you know that was my first experience in terms of a football game. So as a 18 year old freshman marching and the uh, Labor Day Classic at Foreman Field at Old Dominion University. The mm -hmm. first band that I ever faced was Norfolk State University Spartan Legion. I couldn't wait for that opportunity. And I'd waited a long, long, long time to, you know, see another band. So it was a super exciting. When I got to band camp, um, I was kind of one of those uh, that was really gung-ho about band. So I wanted to be hell. I wanted it to be hard. And I wanted to be one of the ones that regardless of how hard it was that I knew that I could get through the experience. Um, it was really enjoyable. Uh, I learned a lot of fundamental things that I carry on to this day, just time management, discipline, um, you know, self-perseverance, all those things, you know, we learned in band camp. Obviously musicality and marching fundamentals and things that, you know, every band is gonna do. Um, when I got to Virginia State, the band probably, we probably roughly had about 64 musicians. And so we really weren't a big band. Total band size was probably 80, 85 people. So we were a very close-knit family. Mr. Houghton knew every single person in the band. He knew where they came from, what their, who their high schools um, were, but he knew most of their parents by name and things of that nature. So we were really, really, really close family. But just the experience of being in the HBCU band was so exciting. So when we got that opportunity to see Norfolk State, and we had heard so many war stories from older alumni of how Norfolk State is going to be and what they're going to do. And I think that Norfolk was known for playing outstanding ballads. And that year, the first ballad that they played, I believe, was Smile, um, Smile yep. by, <laughs> by God. And so, like... Um, 
one of the older, one of the alumni members to play too, but he lived in the Norfolk area. And when he would leave work, he would go by that campus and just kind of watch him practice. At that point in time, this is pre-social media of any sort. If, any, if you ever saw a video on this, of something, somebody had a VHS of it. Well, he had seen them practicing and, you know, came and said, listen, they're playing this song. Um, in their show, there's not going to be anything you can do um, for it. You know, you got to find something. But they're playing this uh, song called Smile. And so we were, you know, just uh, kind of scared of what it was going to sound like because everybody talked about it so much. And I can remember um, we went on the field first. And then when Norfolk went on, you know, the journal was still running about, you know, I just finished my first college halftime show. And I can remember back then, all the bands, we would come take a knee on the sideline and watch mm -hmm. the other band. Mm -hmm. And I can remember um, Norfolk starting with that speech, My Darling Stella, and going through the whole thing. And when they played the Smile, when the band came in with those horns, I realized then, you know, I'm here now. This is, you know, this is war. This is what I waited for my, you know, whole high school career. And this is what I'm going to be doing on a weekly basis. So... Um, when we would see Hampton, when we would see North Carolina Central, when we would see Winston-Salem, at that point in time, Virginia Union really didn't have a program where, you know, they're right up the street from us. Uh, but those were some of the rivals that I remember the most. Um, I couldn't, you know, a lot of experiences I had, um, we went to Connecticut. We would participate in the African-American Heritage Day uh, Parade in Hartford, Connecticut. I'd never been to Connecticut before. And so that was something exciting. And um, just to see, you know, a lot of Black and Hispanic people out cheering for an HBCU band. But throughout the whole time, every performance, I took them all seriously. Um, if we were playing Norfolk State or if we were playing Bowie State, I took them all seriously because I wanted to, you know, get the best out of the experience. And I wanted everybody in my section and the rest of the people in the band to enjoy it the same way. So I took them all the same. Okay. Okay. Wow. This is really good. This is good stuff. I can just let, sit back and listen to you talking. You know, I'm good to go. <laughs> um, so tease us a little bit about what's in your chapter, because, you know, without giving too much away, like, give me some, yeah. give me a little something to, to go by. Well, one of the things I'll definitely say is that while I'm talking the band experience, just being at an HBCU, one thing that uh, a lot of times gets gets undermined is just the impact that HBCUs have on students and their education. Um, going into classes where, you know, you're in an English class and there might be 12 students in there and you have the ability to talk one-on-one -on -one with that teacher, ask questions. I can remember going to chemistry labs and, you know, the teacher would take uh, time to, to talk to each of the students, make sure that they were moving along. Uh, that experience of being in smaller class settings being, uh, having the ability to reach out to your professors at any point in time. I talk a lot about that in the book and how that impacted me and helped get me through college and prepared me for what I would eventually do going on to teach high school and then once again returning to Virginia State because I try to have those same uh, things with my students where they can come and ask me questions, talk to me. A lot of times they need help. Sometimes they just want to talk. So I want to be that same support system that I had when I was coming through college. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. Who am I kidding? I've already read it. I've, I've read it. <laughs> I, the, the book's so good. I just got caught up in people's stories. So, you know, I, I'll be reading it again. 
Um, so let's talk about your path to Virginia State. I mean, how does that feel to be back at your at your alma mater, being a, a director? You know, you came through the undergraduate ranks, and now you're now you're back. That really was met with mixed emotions. Uh, I left. I'm, okay, so I started working at Warren County in 1997. I worked there from 1997 to 2000 to January of 2018. During my time at Warren County, obviously, as you stated in the bio, I had a lot of successful years, a lot of uh, championships and trophies won and all those things. But more importantly, being in a small community where there was one high school band program and things of that nature, I really built a, a family with my high school band program. I ran it just like an HBCU. Uh, the way we practice, the way we travel, the way we rehearse, I mean, excuse me, perform. Mm -hmm. Everything that I did with my high school band, I centered around the structure that I experienced in, in participating in HBCU. I practiced my students very, very, very hard. We were practicing sometimes three, four, five hours a day if we weren't ready for a performance. However, in 2018, excuse me, 2013, the head band director now, Mr. James Holden Jr., was appointed the band director. And he reached out to me and said, Tara, I'm the new band director. I would like you to join my team as assistant band director. While I always wanted the opportunity to return to Virginia State, in all honesty, I really wasn't ready to come at that point in time because things were just going so good for me in Warren County. The year before I just received new uniforms for my band. I had all brand new instruments for my band, drum equipment. The uh, superintendent had given me additional money to travel every year. So I had everything that I could ask for. There was nothing in Warren County that I couldn't ask for that I didn't have. And so at that point in time, I really wasn't ready to leave. Well, fate worked itself out because the university, uh, they kind of waited a little late and they weren't able to create the position for me. So from 2013 to 2018, I worked as both the band director at Warren County High School mm -hmm. and part-time as the assistant band director at Virginia State University. And while, so I'm traveling between two states. My days kind of like where I was leaving Petersburg around 5.40 in the morning and I was leaving North Carolina about 6.30, 7 o'clock at night and getting to just the ending of Virginia State's practice. If there was a game for Virginia State on Saturdays, I was traveling with Virginia State unless I had uh, competitions or performances with my high school band. So I was most of the time busy six, sometimes seven days a week running between two band programs, particularly with Warren County being so competitive. We, we were performing throughout the year. So uh, for four and a half years, I was able to do that. And I really probably would have continued to do that. However, in uh, no, well, August of 2017, the, uh, they finally said that they wanted to make me a full-time, uh, you know, full-time staff member. And we were, we, I'd already, uh, was two weeks into my band camp at Warren County. Oh. So I, um, I had to decline the position and I had to tell them, you know, this is something I wanted my whole life, but I'm not going to do this to my kids in Warren County. We were preparing um, for another, you know, title run, you know, all these things. And it was in the middle of band camp. And I just said, I can't do this to my students. I cannot walk into my band room tomorrow and tell them that, unfortunately, you know, two or three weeks I'm gone. We started the season. I got a new drum major. We got all these new student leaders. And I declined the position. Well, 
the university was, you know, determined that, you know, they would work with me. So they said, well, how much time do you need? And I said, well, I need to at least get through this fall season. So they worked with me and waited to, to, until I got through that fall season. And so then over the Christmas break uh, between uh, December of 2017 and January of 2018, I sent all my students at Warren County and the parents a text message that pretty much told them that January 12th of 2018 would be my last day in Warren County. And, um, you know, that the Friday, before, uh, excuse me, that was a, uh, that might've been a, a, a Friday. And so the day before that, the 11th, I would have a farewell banquet thanking the, all of the students, parents, and everybody who had been involved in the process. So a lot of people immediately started calling me saying, you know, it, this is some joke or, you know, what are you talking about? Because they were so used to me working both programs through those four and a half years. But that, that experience was, I mean, it was devastating to me because when I had to finally walk into my school for the last day, knowing that I'd been there 20 and a half years and had to pack up and clean up and do inventory and prepare for someone else to take over, it was a really tough experience. However, oddly enough, the very next day, um, I left on a Friday and the very next day, my first performance full-time at Virginia State was we performed for the governor's inauguration ball. Oh. So like I got really right into the swing of things. So we went from the governor's inauguration ball and it wasn't a, a few weeks later, we already at the CIAA tournament and traveling and stuff. So it, it kept me busy. And you know, while I always will hold Warren County dear to my heart, um, you know, it was time for me. I, I, I traveled the road from Virginia to North Carolina for 20 and a half years. I put a lot of wear and tear on my body mm -hmm. and vehicles and everything. So it was the time. And I was glad to return to my own mother. So it, it, it's a full circle. Wow. You are blowing me away, Taylor. I mean, I knew this stuff, but I mean, just to hear you say it, because I remember seeing that footage that got posted of like the banquet and like, I mean, how could you have not teared up? Like, it's just, oh, it was it intense. Was, it was like a death. It, yeah. Me, it was, a, and actually one part that, so while, okay, so the banquet was on a, a Thursday and I left on a Friday, uh, really like the Monday, I decided to have two meetings, one with all of the students in the band program and follow right behind it with all of the parents. And the reason why that was so necessary, because a lot of you know schools, uh, when I got to Warren County, I was my, uh, my, my uh, senior's fifth band director. So they each year they'd had a band director, and as one year they had two band directors, and one oh. year they didn't have a band director at all. And you know what's super exciting even about this book is one of the uh, former students of Warren County, Kelly Work, Dr. Kelly Work, was, is also one of the uh, authors in the book. So that's super yep. exciting because we, you know, we share that program in commonality. But when when I talked to the students, my main uh, discussions with them were, were about how I needed them to stay involved in the program because a lot of them were, you know, while they were dedicated to the program and they were faithful, they were very much loyal to me more so than the school than the program. And I wanted to change that in a matter of days, how, you know, I'm gonna be leaving, someone's gonna come replace me and I need you to stay loyal to the program. And the following, you know, meeting for the parents was similar where, you know, I appreciate everything that all the parents have done this entire time that I've been the director. And I need you all to continue to support your children. Do not take them out this band because I'm no longer here. 
And, you know, some students say, unfortunately, some didn't. And right behind all that, here comes the pandemic. And, you know, it's, oh. it's been a tough time. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're in a really rebuilding stage. They got an outstanding director now, and I know they'll do outstanding things. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wish I wish Warren County the best of luck. And I did. I did know that 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 Kelly, Dr. Kelly were, came from that program. Um, yes. So let me ask you, you know, we're going to pivot back to the book a little bit and talk about, you know, why do you think that bands are so important to the HBCU experience as a whole? OK, uh, school pride, school spirit, camaraderie. Uh, we're I always tell the students that we're. Um, probably the largest ambassadors the university has. We travel, you know, thousands of miles every year and everywhere we go, we have, you know, that those letters, VSU or Virginia State University on our jackets, our sweatshirts. Uh, A lot of times we travel on Virginia State University buses and people will stop in everywhere we go. People say, are y'all a band? Are y'all a football team or basketball team? And so when we talk about being a band program, you know, everybody says, you know, oh, that's so exciting. And, you know, what are some of the things you do? But more importantly, it's that family that everybody gets away from home. I, you know, everybody that I joined the band with, those same individuals are some of my best friends to this day. We, we you know, we're obviously friends on social media, but we talk, uh, we've been in each other's weddings. We've been there when, when we had deaths in our family. We've been there support. Uh, system. Many of uh, my friends have gone into business together, but it's just that support system that I know that it happens, obviously, in HBCU bands. And I got friends that have been in PWI Mm -hmm. that they a lot of times say they, you know, they don't really get that feeling. They kind of come to practice, learn their music and leave and come perform and travel, but they just don't, you know, the way that we get into that family bond doesn't happen. Of course, you know, you know, we have a lot of organizations. Everybody has their sectional organizations, mm-hmm. whether it be the trumpets, the clarinets, the drum line, or whoever. Um, and those things make our bonds even tighter. But if it weren't for the band, I don't think that I really would have had a desire to, you know, go to college and finish college. I knew when I was going to, leaving high school that I wanted to be in an HBCU band. Uh, I also knew that, you know, I was interested in music and music production and radio. And the, my, you know, my idols, the people that I listened to on the radio, they didn't have college backgrounds. They were kind of coming from the streets of New York and going right on the radio and, and with these record labels. And I had a desire to do that. But I knew that an education was my best opportunity to survive. So I chose to go to college and I was going to always just use college as something to fall back on because I was going to be in, in hip hop and, you know, producing music and all those things like that. And, you know, I, I still have an interest in it, but that HBCU experience, it just changed my life forever. And when I, when I, I can remember just traveling and enjoying, you know, the trips and laughing and sharing, you know, just great memories with my friends that I said that, you know, I want this to just go on forever. And so from there, you know, having the opportunity to teach at the high school level and now at the collegiate level has just been, you know, it's just been like a dream come true. Wow. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Okay. So I have one more question um, that I've been kind of thinking about as you've been talking. Um, What do you think or what would you like for people to get out of the book as they read it? Like, what would you like people to take away from, from this book? Okay, that's a great question. So twofold. One thing is that um, I think a lot of people, 
I can remember when I was graduating from high school for the, the smartest children uh, or graduates, they always were looking at PWIs. And you know, me being from Virginia, I know Christy's from Virginia too. They were looking at BCU, uh, UVA, James Madison, George Mason, ODU, schools like that. Well, you know, lots of smart students are coming to our HBCUs and always have. Um, and one of the things that I want people to understand is that, you know, I, I had a conversation with a, a band director in Florida today. He called me looking for someone who to fill a spot in Florida. And he was telling me that he was from Virginia, from Danville, Virginia. And he, this is kind of odd. We talk about the HBC experience, but uh, he, he marched in the band for four years at Virginia State. And I kind of asked him, you know, what, you know, interests you in coming to Virginia State? He's from Danville. And he told me he was at a high school competition in Danville uh, as a senior and North Carolina A&T's band came and did a guest performance. And he said that um, when he when A&T left the field, he said every single person in his band for the whole week of practice were trying to do the things that A&T was doing. They were trying to do the back bend. They were trying to high step. They were trying to play louder. They were trying to do all these things. But he realized just seeing it, how it changed him, and he decided to come to HBCU. Now, he ended up coming to Virginia State. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, I want, you know, the, for the adults to read this, particularly to those that have, you know, students that are involved in high school band programs. I, I You know, I'm an ambassador for HBCUs. While I love Virginia State, you know, I love all HBCUs because I know what we do and, um, and the importance of it. So I want, you know, people to realize that we are much more than, you know, just dancing organizations. We're full of musicality, excitement. That's one big misconception about HBC bands and all we can do is dance and now play loud. Back when I was growing up, it was all we could do was dance. Now mm -hmm. it's dance and play loud. But, you know, we are organizations that teach children and students things like uh, discipline. And our students are graduating. They're not just coming to our uh, school and participating in band and, you know, leaving. They're, we're, walk, we're getting them across the stage. So I want, you know, individuals to know that that happens. And because of organizations like the Trojan Explosion, the Marching 110, the 101, the, you know, the, uh, the Blue and Gold March Machine, because of organizations like that, many students have the opportunity to go to school that wouldn't be able to afford it mm -hmm. if it weren't for scholarships. That's one of the biggest blessings that we have. So many students that come from, you know, unfortunate situations that if it weren't for those band scholarships, they would not be participating in anybody's program because they probably wouldn't be in school. They'd be in the workforce. So these bands provide, you know, opportunities, but they create memories for a lifetime. And I will always, always just, just be a loyal son of Virginia State, but more importantly, a loyal supporter of HBCUs and HBCU band programs. Oh, my goodness. You need to be hosting this show, man. I really enjoy <laughs> I really enjoy talking to you. And I, I'm so glad I'm so glad you were able to contribute to the book. And I'm so glad I'm able to, to talk with you today because, um, you know, you have a lot of, of wisdom and I've known you for a long time and you've always been that that cool guy that kind of, you know, kind of sits well, back I, well, and observes. Well, one thing that I do want to say, really, and I just want to thank you for, first of all, for, um, you know, consider me to be a part of this outstanding opportunity. Uh, a lot of people know that, you know, I met Christy and many of the people in the book from the Fifth Quarter website. And uh, that Fifth Quarter website really uh, pushed my love for band even more because 
while, while I was a student in the, you know, a CIAA band program, most of the bands that I was really exposed to were bands in our conference. So when the fifth quarter came out and I was able to, you know, hear about the bands like, you know, Kentucky State that I wasn't familiar with or find out what was happening out of Arkansas Pine Bluff and then meet friends from those schools. I mean, some of my best friends now are individuals I met on a website. And, you know, to, and they've helped me, you know, along my musical journey. So just to think about that and, you know, the webs, that website experience, you know, was experience alone. And it showed just how much we loved HBC bands. I can remember my sister, she's not living now, but I used to talk about the fifth quarter all the times. And she was like, when are you going to grow up and get out of that stuff? She said, you need to, you know, you know you're too old for that. But it never leaves you. And, you know, as long as I'm living and I got breath in me, I'm going to be a fan of this. Thank you so much, Dr. Walker. Thank you uh, to Ashley Little. Thank you, everyone. Oh, my God. Go out yeah. and purchase the book. Purchase yes. the book. Yes. Purchase yes. the book. <laughs> yes. Again, it is the HBCU Experience. HBCU Band Alumni Edition can be found on Amazon right now. So, all right, Taylor, you take care. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You have listened to the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Interviews and editing conducted by yours truly, Dr. Christy Walker. The music is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. And you can find this podcast on hbcubandexperience.podbean.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Take care.